Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. Berries and cream! Berries and cream! I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream! Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton. And I'm Madison Malone-Kircher. You're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. Madison, today is a very important day. It is. Happy one-year anniversary to at 420dogface208, who uh, (laughs) made history a year ago, drinking some ocean spray cranberry juice and cruising on a skateboard to Fleetwood Mac. Remember that? I do, and I cannot believe that it's been a year. When when our producer, Derek John, brought up that it had been a year, I quite literally said, no, that was two months ago. <laughs> uh, two months, a year, at any rate, not enough time to convince me that the whole thing wasn't a plant by Big Cranberry. I don't think that Ocean Spray was sponsoring this video. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's an ad. Those guys in the waterproof waders standing in the oh cranberry bogs were not selling oh enough my juice. <laughs> Madison, people get UTIs. Ocean Spray doesn't need advertising. Like, we all know what cranberry juice is used for. They don't need 420 Dog Face 208 to be cruising down the street. <laughs> if anything, if anything, this is a guerrilla marketing campaign for Fleetwood Mac. I think Fleetwood Mac needs guerrilla marketing even less than Ocean Spray cranberry juice. <laughs> At any rate, whether they planned it, they did, or not, <laughs> a year later, we're still talking about it. That's some, some hella good free advertising. The ad impressions are off the chart. All right. I don't want to bog down the conversation with any more of this cranberry talk. So we're going we're gonna to pivot to a different kind of talk. Another viral trend that is uh, basically free advertising, berries and cream talk. Berries and cream. Berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. (laughs) Berries and cream. Berries and cream. None of you listeners can see, but Madison is doing the little clap to the side. It's it's quite charming. Shout out to all of the listeners who requested this. I think this this is our most requested episode ever. It's possible that every person who listens to this podcast felt compelled to reach out via email, DM personal DM slides on Instagram (laughs) carrier pigeon to ask what the hell is up (laughs) with the little lad who loves berries and cream. Just in case you haven't seen this yet, we're talking about a kind of creepy, kind of charming little dancing lad who sings about berries and cream and has completely ensorcelled TikTok. Well, that little lad is obviously Benny from the Boxcar Children. Benny, one of the Boxcar children, has a very big obsession with berries and cream, much like all of our (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Uh, Here's a note from Maria who says, okay, I've not been on TikTok in maybe a day and a half, and now everything is berries and cream slash little lad help. That's spelled H-A-L-P. I feel like I'm too old for TikTok, yet still young enough to use that spelling of help. Maria, that's that's a really excellent way to describe a micro generation. (laughs) Um, Hallie by email said, 
please help me with the little lad? Why is that all over my FYP? What does it mean? Is it a symbol of our collective spiral into madness? All of these questions are very pressing. (laughs) Nate wants us to explain why they saw the Berries and Cream TikTok once two weeks ago, and now their For You page is Berries and Cream mashed up with My Chemical Romance and Mariah Carey. And frankly, before we go any further, now that I know it exists, I simply need to hear what Berries and Cream and Mariah Carey mashed up sounds like. Berries and cream. (laughs) I knew it was coming and it still brought me joy. That's the thing about these mashups is that whenever you see them on your FYP, it's always someone being like, who made this audio? And so you know something is coming. And yet it's always just a delightful little surprise. What we're saying is it is berries and creams world and we're all just making TikToks in it. And uh, as little lads ourselves, Rachel and I are determined to answer all of your questions about exactly why this 14-ish year old jingle is getting a second act in 2021. Are all of our brains just broken? Yes. Or is it a secret guerrilla marketing campaign by Big Candy? And perhaps most importantly, the question that has been at the top of my mind is why has no one made a mashup between berries and cream and cupcakes vagina, another years old banger that's getting a second life on TikTok? At first glance, listen, one of those. These trends don't seem to have much (laughs) in common besides the fact that they're respectively both earworms. But both of them, along with frankly, 420, Dogface 208's iconic video, raise a pressing question about TikTok as a platform. Can anything really go viral there without being turned into a branding opportunity? We'll answer all of that and more. But first, who is the little lad? And why is he so obsessed with berries and cream? So we're going to hop in the time machine and go back to the year 2007. Where were you in 2007, Rachel? Oh, God. Oh, I was moving from Chicago to Texas. I had just started high school. A traumatic year. (laughs) Likewise. So in 2007, Starburst debuts a new flavor of chewy fruit candy. You know what it is. Don't make me say it. (laughs) Wait, what's the the name of the flavor? (laughs) Berries and cream. (laughs) Wait, is this flavor still available? Do you know? I, I do know because I tried very, very much to track us down some to consume during or after or for today's episode, and it is discontinued. And uh, my local bodega guy looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> That's honestly tragic. I guess the only thing we have to remember Starburst Berries and Cream is the original 2007 commercial. <laughs> You tried these new berries and cream starburst? Pardon me. What kind of starburst did you just say? Berries. Berries? Berries and what else? And cream. Oh! Oh! Berries and cream. Berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. Berries and cream. Berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. In that ad... There are two guys eating berries and cream Starbursts in normal 2007 garb and then enters the little lad who is wearing 
sort of pilgrim-esque wear, would we say? <laughs> big big floppy collar, which frankly probably is like in the front window of an H&M right now. They're having a renaissance. This is all linked. It's all connected. The little <laughs> lad appears and says, are you eating berries and cream Starburst? And then he proceeds to do this dance, singing about berries and cream. And we collectively, culturally, well, I guess we never stopped singing about berries and cream after that point. Yeah, I really feel like this commercial is kind of, uh, again, a micro-generational earworm that some of us just go back to on occasion, kind of like the commercials for the the hot, hot 90s song where it's like, you are my angel. You know what I'm talking I, about? I truly have no idea what you're talking about right now. Micro-generations. <laughs> Around the same time the Berries and Cream ad came out, there was also another Starburst ad where the little lad teaches how to do the little lad dance. And I'm not going to lie, I'm ready. Like if I'm at a party and someone is like, you know, like, does anyone have it? Is anyone a doctor? Like if ever the moment comes, you're like, does anyone know the little lad dance? I'm prepared. You just run in place. Nice form. Clap your hands. Elegant. Touch your left heel with your right and your right heel with your left. <laughs> Gesture to yourself, berries and cream. We Berries and cream was kind of of the moment, though, right? Like 2007. There was this weird kind of mid-aughts advertising trend that was deeply uncanny. I believe you mean advertising. That's O-D-D, advertising, which, honestly, the best way to explain what it is is to just name other commercials that fall into this category. Do you remember the Puppy Monkey Baby Mountain Dew commercial? Puppy Monkey Baby. Puppy Monkey Baby. Puppy Monkey Baby. Puppy monkey baby. No. It was a hybrid of a puppy and a monkey and a baby. I'm sorry, that sounds scary. <laughs> Puppy monkey baby. Uh, it was really scary. It was really weird. Quiznos also had like a really weird little monster guy selling sandwiches. The Quiznos tops. They are tasty. They are crunchy. They are warm because they toast them. They got a Peppa bar. Quiznos new Santa Fe trio. None of this is ringing a bell, but I believe you. I believe everything you're saying. And also, wow, I haven't seen a Quiznos in decades. <laughs> Next on ICYMI, what happened to Quiznos? (laughs) Truly, though, this was sort of an advertising game in the mid-aughts, right? Making the weirdest shit possible to win the Super Bowl advertising wars. Hence, the little lad who loves berries and cream. But this is... We're talking about 2007. Almost two decades ago. Why did this reemerge in 2021? The audio was actually first uploaded to TikTok in, wait for it, January of this year. But months later, i.e. now, in September, berries and cream is inescapable. We are not just humming along to the OG berries and cream anymore. Oh, no. In addition to that, uh, all I want for Christmas is berries and cream remix we played for you at the top of the show. We've got the little lad feet ABBA. We've got the little lad ex-queen. Will you 
let me cream. go. Bismillah. No, we will not let you cream. Give me some cream. Bismillah. We will not let you cream. Give me some cream. Bismillah. And of course, a personal fave here at ICYMI, Cardi Berries and Cream. Now from the top, make it drop, that's some berries and cream. Now get a bucket and a mop, that's some berries and cream. I'm talking berries, berries. But I feel like we haven't answered one of the most important questions. Who is the little lad? I feel like not knowing who the little lad is is part of the mystique, but we're gonna we're gonna ruin the mystique because the little lad is Jack Fervor, who is an experimental choreographer, director, writer, and one time little lad. Uh, please go check out the comments section of their most recent Instagrams because it is just endless streams of people writing berries and cream, berries and cream over and over and over again, which I think must make for really fun notifications. Can you imagine just sitting at dinner and looking at your phone and it's just miles of text, berries and cream, berries and cream. <laughs> <laughs> The, the quote-unquote real little lad is also now posting on TikTok and YouTube. Hello, YouTube! We should note that the real little lad on TikTok and YouTube is doing sort of a pseudo-mystery identity thing. So, has not been confirmed that Jack Fervor, the OG little lad, is in fact real little lad, though. Seems likely. What's wild to me is that apparently you can buy a cameo of the little lad for $128, which is... Kind of expensive, but also I feel like having a cameo is priceless. I'm not not saying I tried and was told that it was not in our budget uh, to purchase one of those cameos for the show. Sorry, <laughs> I see why am I, guys. Uh, my birthday is in March. I'm just saying it's a big one. This can make a nice gift. You guys could chip in, go in on it together. Well, I'm going to go plan for Madison's birthday in six months. When we come back, though, we're going to get into the One Berries and Cream remix that has yet to exist. One that Rachel would say would make for a absolute banger. Don't roll your eyes. You know you'd say it. (laughs) I'm probably going to say it after the break. But spoiler alert, this is about to get a bit, a lot NSFW. So maybe consider putting your headphones in. I'm a little lad who loves Hello to all our new listeners. We are so excited that you joined us. Maybe you came here because of a podcast playlist, or maybe you just really needed to know what's going on with all of these berries and cream. Whatever the reason, we are so happy to have you. If you missed our Wednesday episode about Gabby Petito and the exploitative nature of true crime TikTok, I gotta say, you gotta check it out. We also come out twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays, so don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. All right, we are back. Uh, sorry to our moms. Here we go. Madison, have you heard of a legend, an icon, an incredible rapper, lyricist, poet named Cupcake with two Ks? Yes, Rachel. Yes, I have. Uh, I love Cupcake. She is an incredible, again, an incredible lyricist and also just has these incredibly lewd tracks, including one named Vagina that came out in 2016. Remind ya, I'm kinda wet, running down my vagina. Wet, running down my vagina. Wet, running down my vagina. Remixes of this song have been turned into an art form ever since it came out. There are entire YouTube channels devoted to it called things like cupcake remixes or simply wow, cupcake they really, mixes. Really got creative on those names. You don't need to get creative when you have cupcake as the base, okay? <laughs> That's fair. The thing here is like all internet trends that occur on other platforms or have occurred on other platforms, say YouTube, they're now landing on TikTok. This specific one landed around 2021, though other cupcake remixes have been uploaded to the platform. It didn't really become a trend until around July of this year. According to a reporter at Insider, one of the first to take off was a remix of driver's license which if you haven't heard yet just dm me and tell where me where you, you live? live is yeah. it under a rock a banger yes <laughs> <laughs> inarguably that audio has now been used in over twenty thousand videos so there's a chance you've already heard it it remains great from there, Cupcake Remixes on TikTok just, like, took off. I can't go on my FYP without coming across Adele's Hello. I think my personal favorite is uh, The Mashup with Boys by Charlie XCX. I was busy thinking about Having unsuspecting people react to these remixes has turned into a whole genre, specifically with children showing their parents what sounds like Abba's Dancing Queen, but is actually Cupcake saying horny. 
Cupcake have to say about all of these remixes? So she created a TikTok in early August and has just seemed to be absolutely loving it. She commented on a T-Swift mashup and said, okay, this is getting out of hand. I'm calling my lawyer. And I can see it's horny and that sheet's August sipped away like a bottle of Cause you never or on a remix with BTS Dynamite, she commented, BTS ran out of the studio when we recorded this. It's fun to joke about this, but Cupcake isn't sitting in the studio making these remixes. Her record label isn't either. Yeah, I mean... Maybe she is. But it it raises the question that while Cupcake fans are worried that these remixes are kind of turning her into a meme rather than the respected artist that she should be, this is also objectively an incredible marketing campaign. I mean, what isn't? I'm now thinking about, you know, that little ding sound in Boys by Charlie XCX, the like, ding, ding. Yeah, the Mario sound. Right. Great. That song's an ad. (laughs) I'm joking, obviously, but, you know, that... The little lad. These these things all raise the question of, are there trends on TikTok that really are just trends in a vacuum? Or are they all just secretly disguised branding opportunities stacked on top of each other in a trench coat? We do want to make clear here that a lot of these trends obviously start organically. They are not started with the idea of putting money into some big brand's pockets. But Except the for issue here... 420 Dogface 208. Okay, Madison, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. But (laughs) what we've learned from TikTok is that brands will take advantage of anything. We also got an email this week from a listener, hi, Eleanor, about a woman on TikTok who has started redesigning brand logos as a a gimmick on her TikTok account. So picture like she redesigned NASCAR's logo in a like Ray Dunn, live, laugh, love font. The, The redesigns are not good. That's the the joke i'm explaining the joke which makes it not funny but this is audio so you need a little help which in a vacuum is fun right but here's one of her redesigning the mcdonald's logo because mcdonald's was in her comments saying oh do us next pick us mcdonald's was a pick me the last victim is mcdonald's i don't think you meant for your logo to look suggestive but right now this looks like two knees to me i don't want to be thinking about knees while i'm eating my mcchicken instead of emphasizing the m i put emphasis on the o instead what started as a funny way to clown on brands and embrace you know the the meme with the frog graphic design is my passion mm-hmm. yes it's now just sort of seems like a series of brands in this this woman's mentions begging them to you know roast their brand too for attention even the washington post has gotten in on it The TikTok guy from Washington Post, who, incredible branding in and of itself, even changed the TikTok profile photo to her reinterpretation of their logo, which is just a level of brand sentience that I find distressing. But also just suggests to me that on some deep level, our brains are just so broken by capitalism that when we now make content, we kind of immediately make ads, whether we mean to or not. Ads for us, ads for other companies, ads for whatever. Everything feels a bit like I'm being sold something. I think that's what's part of the fun of the little lad trend. And frankly, I think what has driven it to last as long as it has, right? It's had a pretty 
long shelf life, and it hasn't yet been ruined by brands with a capital B, which is impressive for a TikTok meme. And I think part of the reason for that is that the little lad, there's no mention of Starburst TM anymore, right? You didn't know it was Starburst until we did this episode. You thought it was Skittles. I really did think it was Skittles. And thank you for putting me on blast. Now all of our listeners who think I'm an expert will know I'm full of shit. I don't really think it's putting you on blast because it just demonstrates how divorced this trend is from the initial branding opportunity, which, yeah, makes Little Lad and also I think Cupcake the the best version of this. Actually, come to think about it, I feel like when we talk about life cycles of memes or trends on TikTok, we often talk about how like a brand glomming onto them is the harbinger of the death of a meme. Like it stops being fun when a Chili's is tweeting about feral hogs. Like that's when it stops being funny. <laughs> yes, that is exactly when it stops being funny. Exactly. That it's a, that's actually a scientific uh, fact. But this is the complete opposite of that, right? It's It started out as brand capital B, and now it's been reinterpolated so many times into internet art form. Refreshing, like a berries and cream starburst. So would we say this is praxis? <laughs> I would say that the question I've come away from the little lad berries and cream renaissance is, is there any way to participate in a viral trend then without ending up making an ad? I mean, this entire episode was basically just a giant ad. This is what I'm saying. We're all just toting the barge for capitalism. Which is exactly what our producer, Daniel, said when we absolutely begged him to make the remix that doesn't exist, which is cupcakes, vagina, and berries and cream. We promised you this, and we're going to deliver. Because luckily for all of you, uh, Daniel made us the remix anyway. What? Running down my vagina, uh, slurp that berries and cream. Slurp that Doris and cream. Slurp that Doris and cream. Smack my ass like a drum. Alright, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Wednesday, so definitely subscribe. It's free and the best way to never miss an incredible remix. Please leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us. Hire a skywriter about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions like, what the fuck is berries and cream TikTok? And you can always drop us a note at ICYMI at slate.com. Who knows? We might have you on the show. ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank are our editors, and Alicia Montgomery is executive producer of Slate Podcasts. See you online. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. Why has no one made a mashup between berries and cream and cupcakes vagina? Another year's old bega- <laughs> beganger. Another year. <laughs> He's just a poor lad from a poor family. Spare him his life for the berries and cream. <laughs> Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice. 
all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it, and we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets. <laughs> 